0: Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on June the 14th, 2015. You know, sometimes you have to sit back and think and analyze your feelings and what you feel. And by that I mean what you sense is happening in the world because as people in all of notice at least some of them you can get a kind of hush all over the world as the old song goes and it's a feeling it's in the air. I think HG Wells mentioned it about World War I when he said that prior to it breaking out everyone kind of knew it was coming it was in the air so to speak and because we're like rats in a cage getting all the media dished out to us what to believe that gives you your whole reality Of things and gives you your opinions and everything else. Uh, Rats never suspect they're being totally managed by whatever information, disinformation, lies, or fiction they're given. In fact, they're never given the the whole truth on anything their entire lives long. And that's a truth. Whereas education of history or whatever, it's always rewritten down the road. Always. Or as George Orwell said, the memory hole, truth goes down the memory hole when it it's, it's, uh, causes problems or points out different people behind scams that have happened in the past, or the present for that matter. The media is awfully good today because they pretty well omit things that are happening in the present and to protect those at the top. And those who get to the top in the system have always been psychopathic in nature. And a psychopath isn't just someone you see running around with a, a knife-stabbing folk inside the shower curtains, like you saw in Psycho. The psychopaths are out for themselves, basically. They, go, they have a craving for power, a craving for the good life, uh, for, uh, for being worshipped by people. They need applause. Uh, they have tremendous egos because they are pure ego, in fact. A psychopath can rationalize anything they do, anything at all. No matter how absurd it appears when they're talking about what they did, when they're in court, the few, the few, the, the lower levels that end up in court, they'll always say that the victim asked them to rape them or murder them or something. It's just incredible. And yet they're not classified, you see, as psychotic. They have no break with reality. They simply change reality inside their own head to always rationalize whatever they've done. It's a simple trick. And you'll never find a psychopath ever admitting that they were at fault with anything. In fact, they think those who have morals and those who feel compassion for others are strange. They understand they live amongst people who have these things because they study people all their lives. Growing up is an instinctive thing like a shark looking for prey, they look for the, the what they see as weak spots, the chinks and the armor to get in and manipulate people for their own benefit, the psychopath's personal benefit. They're fantastic at using people. They're great persuaders, fantastic persuaders to get other people to do their bidding for them. And that's basically the MO of the successful psychopath, as it's called in today's language or terminology, because... They've got to the top, but they get to the top through all conniving means possible, cutthroat techniques, backstabbing, and they get up there. And they can stop at nothing at all. They won't stop at nothing if they think they can possibly get away with it to get to the top. Morals are for the the people they don't understand, the people out there, the masses. So the masses live in a psychopathic system. And psychopaths can employ lots of non-psychopaths even, such as journalists and so on, to write the news, to indoctrinate the people who must remain gullible and naive at the bottom level, in order to be used. That's what nations really are are for. And the technique of using money is the enabler of the psychopath. Without money, a monetary system, he couldn't exist. He'd still be living in little tribes and villages and so on. And he'd be spotted so fast and early because he'd want more of a share of the grain or the produce of the people to for his own survival. He'd get caught eventually and probably uh, stuffed into a peat bog as he did in Europe with his belly full of grain that he'd stolen from the communal granary that was to get him through the winter. That's the psychopath. Today, of course, they have all the protections and they can get up there in a monetary system. And once they gain money, which is quite easy for the psychopath, the intelligent psychopath, he can then hire his own uh, thugs, basically, to protect him. If he's in charge of countries, he's got armies to protect him. And the gullible naive that support him uh, uh, and don't know they're even supporting a psychopath um, pay for it all, of course. There's a monetary system through taxation. That's the reality of the world. You must always create... As a I say, of incredibly naive and dumbed-down people, yet they're taught to trust and believe in superior people managing their lives. They're taught, it's drummed into them through many different avenues. Jack Zillow was awfully good, the philosopher who wrote about propaganda and how it's used to manipulate the masses and indoctrinate them through their educational system and so much of their fictional systems of entertainment where the t- cops are always the good guys and detectives can't sleep at night until they hunt down this bad, bad man who's done something really awful and uh, and so on. So, uh, same with hospitals too. Uh, especially in America, they've been brainwashed for years with different TV series on doctor dramas and so on. And, and you find that the doctors are the same. They're, they're in there to help people You ever hear about the folk getting bankrupted Trying to pay off bills and things For extortionate prices for things But it's all propaganda It's like charity that's always got the face off there to help And they're the biggest scammers on the planet See, psychopaths live in scams Scams can be legitimized like charities And they can be legitimized as governments even Where gangs of psychopathic types can work together for each other's benefit at the top, as long as they can get good share, uh, shares of the loot and, and divide it up properly, you see. The psychopath also worships a person above him, a higher psychopath with more power. They grovel, in fact, and they, they, they rant and, and rave and scream at the person just beneath them. They love this rank system. Therefore they can get off with literally murder Or even mass murder And I don't care what you are told to fixate your brain on With mass murder in history The fact is it's going on all the time With armies getting sent abroad under fictions Basically for, for the causes of it all Pre-planned wars to grab resources For the top psychopathic groups uh, With their psychopathic companies and CEOs And all the rest of it That's the system we live in most people will never wake up to this they can 't because it has been drummed into you to be utterly naive and trusting through all your brainwashing because all your life was to see mainly through fiction, total brainwashing, then you judge people by what you would do i wouldn 't do that Oh, they couldn 't have done that that 's how you judge people you can 't judge a psychopath. Using your own standards Because they are, they have no emotions As such as you know them They have emotions such as lust and greed And all the rest of it And they can laugh and all the rest of it They can feel that And happiness But they can't f- feel remorse Or guilt Or anything like that it's Just It's not part of their makeup Now it's been making made trendy Apparently with television series And again fictional dramas And uh, soaps basically, on top psychopaths and how they get away with everything. and You were taught to emulate them, actually. And it's quite easy to emulate them when you live in a psychopathic culture because, you see, when psychopaths rule, they create the culture designed to suit them for the rest of the people to follow. Therefore, you end up worshipping uh, the, the, the most wealthy people on the planet The old idea of the serf doffing the hat and bowing When he sees power and wealth walk and pass on by Is still in action today And it's drummed up through the media With fanfare and photo ops and so on So when you live in a psychopathic culture You you truly are are a slave Because you're taught as a bottom slave To simply work hard in your simple, naive, simplistic way And you'll get rewards for it in life It doesn't happen like that at all Never has happened like that at all They had little breaks in history Mainly from between World War II to about 1970 In the U.S. primarily Where little folk could afford their own houses for the first time They bought them cheap The dollar was with some cash they could save up, you can put their children to school In fact, working people could do that And then they started taking it away from the late 70s onwards Till today everybody's got their hand out to the government As a proper serf should And nothing changes The feudal system has always been here Everything is feudal, you understand? Carol Quigley said that about the, the whole coterie that run the world And envisage the future and plan the future and men of vision, they call the boys at the top. The ones who plan it all in the inner circle. The wealthiest people on the planet who come from very old, wealthy families. If you control money in this system, money is the enabler of the psychopath, you see. With money, without money, you can't do anything. You can't hire thugs because they go home if you get no reward out of it. So you need a monetary system. You can't hire armies and, and tell them to go off and plunder for you. Your corporations without money So money is the enabler of the whole system This is made to appear normal And they call it progress, of course And see, if you didn't have this system you'd, Oh, you'd be way beyond the dark ages You'd be living in little villages and huts and things Well, what's wrong with that? You would have to get a nonsense indoctrination in school About lists of generals and so on Down through history that one battles and all that rubbish that you waste your time on in school. Completely irrelevant, and a lot of it's fictional anyway. At least the causes of it all in the wars were fictional. But the fact is, we're given so much garbage to fill our heads with to make sure indoctrination takes properly upon us with the education we've got. Then the carrots put out to you to follow. And if you just keep running fast in life and paying off debts and borrowing money and paying off debts and paying your taxes and working, uh, then somehow one day you'll can, you can sit back and breathe a sigh of relief and say, well, now I can take it easy and, and enjoy myself and do the things I want to do. And it never happens. But it keeps going, the myth keeps going. You see now psychopaths when they work with cabals and groups of other psychopaths are given the basic rules to follow and then if they follow the rules and don't bring shame upon their own particular community or group or cabal, then they'll be well rewarded so they can do what they want just don't bring don't get caught in it basically and a good Example of a psychopath is this man here, Dominic Strauss Kahn. How many of you remember that one? It was all over the news a few years ago, there, where he was in New York, visiting New York, the head of the IMF, of course, at the time, this guy. The IMF, again, was created by the psychopathic coterie that created the World Bank and the Bank for International Settlements, the Free Trade Agreements, and so on. And they planned it over 100 years ago, well written about by those who were their own historians. And I've mentioned that so many times. So Dominique strauss can, it says, the former head of the International Monetary Fund has been cleared by a French court of aggravated pimping. A completely reduced crime to start with, aggravated pimping. From what he actually was involved in. It says, the one-time French presidential hopeful who was described seeking recreation from the stress of world politics, what a joke that is, eh? By having rough sex, this is really toned down, by the way, for the English language, rough sex with strangers at the orgies in Europe and the US was found not to have promoted or profited from the prostitution of seven women. Though there's only seven women came forward, but may do know all his life. The judges said Strauss Cannon was not the instigator of the orgies with prostitutes. So that's a the legality there, you see. The, the, the reason it took so many years to get them to trial is so that they can either bribe and pay off claimants, you see, and, and also offer big bribes to judges and things too to go in the right direction to clear this guy, you see. Because, you see, you're offered these protections when, you, when you're brought into the higher psychopathic group, and, and you, have, you are a psychopath yourself. It says, throughout his trial, he maintained he didn't know that some of the women brought to him by businessmen friends at group sex sessions were prostitutes. This is a guy who, who loved to boast how intelligent he was, right? He didn't know that these women just were just brought to him by businessmen friends at group sex sessions. Didn't know they're prostitutes, saying he thought they were merely swingers like himself. You see? The businessman told the women not to say they had been paid or oh, So he it paid them off, you see, or his backers have, uh, to say that, yeah, they, they were the guys that really did the pimping. So they're not charged with it. So he is, you see. Strasskann's lawyer, Henry Leclerc, said the case against him had been totally empty. Accusing investigating magistrates of a moral crusade with no legal foundation. The wide reaching trial in the northern French city of Lille revealed a saga of money, fame, and women travelling to luxury locations for sex with powerful men against a backdrop of economic deprivation and social misery. And it is known as the Carlton Affair. This is the one that brought it to to the investigative surface. The case began 2011. 2011 it started, right? As an investigation into an alleged prostitution network at the Hotel Carton, where women described as livestock, this is what they called the, the prostitutes, livestock or dossiers, had been offered up as a dessert course at business lunches strauss was never involved in any alleged activity at the hotel, but when his name was mentioned by sex workers in interviews with investigators, the inquiry was widened. Thirteen other men appeared in court on pimping charges, with many with no connection to Strauss-Kahn, but the high-profile coverage of the case centred on the former IMF chief and how he sought to wind down from managing the fallout from the global financial crisis. Mess with them under stress. You know these crooks at the top? that, that it, It's not in them to worry or have stress. Psychopaths are actually pretty stress-free. They can't handle stress, so they don't have it. Because they feel no guilt anyway, or worry. This is by having sex with strangers brought to him at orders by businessman, businessman keen to curry favour. Now, the International Monetary Fund... Uh, again, was set up by the Royal Institute for International Affairs, the private club that planned the future, and these to be called the, the Lord Alfred Milner Group before they were called the Rollins Institute for International Affairs, and then they also have branches across the whole planet. In the US, are called CFR. I've mentioned that so many times, but um, the IMF, you see, when you send on to the United Nations, was set up by these, which was set up by these particular businessmen a long time ago, these big bankers in London. Every country signed on in the United Nations to to support an organization and put money into it from each country, which would be loaned out, supposedly, to third world countries and also given out in grants to start businesses up in their own countries. So it sounds awfully altruistic, almost like a charity, but it's not a charity at all. Because the deal is, you see, that they borrow money from the countries Because your country's acting like a banker that, That's where your country really is A bit banker at the top And he loans out money To these third world nations Through international agreements that they put into By the way, the whole free trade agreements All of them uh, say that emerging, co- emerging countries Can get uh, special benefits With loans and all the rest of it too And they can also pollute as long as they want And then get renewed after 15 years so, they don't have to follow all the different global agreements that get put onto them. Plus, you, uh, the countries that are first world countries have to pay uh, them to build hospitals and stuff. So, you give them all for free hospitals and even build up their military and all the rest of it. And you, again, your country, uh, will give them these these big grants, which go to international monetary, uh, and go through the IMF to big international corporations. this then set up factories in those third world countries to get the dirt cheap labour, plus they get the factory for free and you pay for it. So in loans that go through IMF, you see the the country that gives out the loan has to pay off the debt. You're the guarantor at the bottom. And that's what your country does. They put you down as a guarantor for these third world countries that can never pay them off. They know that through compound interest and so on. Anyway, it's a very powerful position. In fact, Strauss-Kahn was the sixth most, most influential and powerful Jew in the world, according to the Jerusalem Post a few years ago. The sixth most powerful one. So that's was a, a powerful position to have all this massive fund from all these different countries at your disposal to put into all the top corporations. And believe you me, they're well Stross can, like all the rest of them, are well rewarded by lobbyists that come to them all the time from big corporations to get these basically free grants and loans put out to them, basically. It's quite something else. That's the world it really is, folks. Stop being naive. Anyway, it says uh, the trial exposed not only Strauss-Kahn's secret double life But also the harrowing accounts of some of the women with whom he had sex Then it also came out in New York so he, he grabbed some hotel worker as well and tried to rape her But it says here between 2009-2011 The years covered by the trial Strauss-Kahn held the most senior economic job in the world in Washington And he was convinced he would become the next socialist president of France Given him a very wealthy family and they all want to be socialists, these wealthy ones. You notice that. Why do you think that is? See, they believe in an ordered, controlled society where they can really fleece the serfs uh, at will, basically, and uh, but manage their lives properly, because the serfs can't manage their lives properly. They need government agencies, which they pay for two or three their taxes and everything else. They pay for everything through their taxes. In fact, they pay for all the loans that Strauss can dishes out all over the place. Anyway, he invited TV crews to document his cozy and high-profile marriage to Anne Sinclair, an influential French journalist and feminist who's since divorced him. During his working day, however, he would send text messages asking a businessman friend to join him at a magnificent swingers club in Madrid and bring him some equipment, a term he admitted meant women. Women are equipment, you see to a psychopath. While in Brussels for IMF meetings, he'd be driven to the countryside at night for group sex with strangers on mattresses on the floor of a swingers' club. Throughout the trial, he said he never knew or suspected. This guy, this bright guy, this psychopath, who's awfully streetwise, never knew, because all psychopaths are incredibly streetwise. They catch on to anything right away. He didn't know or suspect that there were prostitutes among many women brought to him at sessions. The trial was marked by the tearful accounts of two destitute and vulnerable prostitutes who were among the women brought to locations in Paris, Brussels, and Washington to have sex with them. They likened the orgies to slaughter. Now listen to the terminology here because it's much, much more graphic in the French. But in English you say, likened the or- orgies to slaughter, killing, and butchery. What is that picture in your mind? How is that picture in your mind? Slaughter, killing and butchery. It's like snuff, isn't it? Isn't it? But it's really toned down for the English, you see. And apart from that, he's been cleared, you see. He didn't know. He's a pure victim of all this thing. You, see, you understand. So now he can go after anybody who accuses or says, what really were you on? So they're toning it down in English language. The former IMF chief told the trial that he had regrettably discovered during the court hearings he had a sexuality that was rougher than the average man, but that he believed uh, no means no. So he found out, you see, because of the court hearings, that the way he had sex was rougher than the average man. I mean, here he is going to these orgies where he was rough all the time, and he'd obviously see the other guys having their, their sex and so on. But he didn't compare himself, eh? He's a poor innocent victim, this guy. Just so naive, eh? I says, uh, anyway, he did anal sex and all the rest of it, even when they said, no, blah, blah, blah. This is the toned down version. Asked by the judge whether he had noticed this woman crying and all that, Strauss Kahn said, no, I would have found it chilling. He he said uh, he did not have a precise memory of the woman, uh, but that he had no sense of refusal. And so, in other words, he's been coached by his lawyer to see all the right things that, that normal folk expect to hear. When no means no, it means no, etc. And um, the prostitutes were never asked their name or anything. And uh, there was no conversation between them. They were just there, like like tools. You use a tool and that's and throw it away. And that's what they they did. So, the basic thing is, the guy got off with it naturally. Is too wealthy to put inside, and apart from that, uh, I'm sure they went to an awful lot of work to cover all the other influential people uh, that were with them, etc., etc., etc. Because that's normal up there. If you think Nero and, and um, Caligula and all these guys were really kinky and weird and disgusting, it's, you understand. It's only through your indoctrination that you think it ever stopped. It's gone on down through history with the psychopathic elites. Always. They have a completely different view of the reality in the world than you do. And, um... So, anyway, he's got off with it, etc., and But that's normal, as I say. And and he said there's respectable people that are putting out in front of you. Do you know, to run the the Bank for International Settlements and uh, the IMF and... uh, Etc., etc. They can get up there and pose in front of the cameras like Mussolini with their chins up and, and look down on the little people and even look so sincere when they want to. Psychopaths are awfully convincing. They really are. They're fantastic at convincing people of anything. That's why they're so successful. They're the most highly manipulative species on the planet. Uh, so that, that's what runs your world, folks. It hasn't stopped with him; It's still going on. And you'll find they're all like that at the top. And they always have been. Behind the suits and ties and the manicured nails and all the rest of it. Uh, that's what they are. That's what you've got running you and the world. And it's always been like that. Always been like that. So wake up. Wake up and And just, you know, see how things really are. See, normal folk live in hope. And they simply hope things will always get better. It never does, but they hope things will get better. Uh, But they don't. They get worse and worse as the elites get get richer. The techniques that they use are much better managed by all the little minions beneath them. Through their think tanks and behaviorists and psychologists and neuroscientists that manage all of us. And those in academia that brainwash us and are well rewarded for doing so. So that's a system you, you really live in and folk never, they can never break through. They, they still think that if you get the right person in politics, it'll all change. Now here's a little thing for the naive. If you truly, by some miracle... In a totally corrupt system, the right person could ever get into politics, he'd be assassinated so fast, or come down with a, a, a fatal disease so quickly. It'd be like a blip in the screen, you see. And in his time, he'd be so transient. So, you got to stop looking for this answer for things. It won't come from the top. And the existing institutions are just that. They're institutions set up by monetary system, which is at the very, very top of all of this. It's it's the enabler for the psychopaths to use down through history, and down through the ages. You control the money system, and you control everything underneath it that accepts it. And the whole world's running on this monetary system. Monetary systems... Enable psychopathic protection Through owning countries Called governments By governments And they have massive armies at disposal Paid by the taxpayer at the bottom Against whom money If you didn't have money You couldn't keep an army together They'd say I'm fed up, I'm going home That's the key to it all So we were left at the bottom Like rats in the cage Saying Who's going, to, who's going to come in this morning first? And then comes a guy with a white coat, oh, so and so. What's so and so going to do to us today? And then they all chat amongst themselves. Is going to put electrodes in their brain? Is he going to shock us? Is he going to inject something? What's he going to do? That's where we are at the bottom, sitting like little rats, chattering about what they're going to do to us next. You see? That's how the whole system works. And it's kept that way by the media. It tells you what to worry about. It keeps you a constant state of fear and trepidation. You're given no safety whatsoever in the system. Even when you're told to just work hard and one day you'll be okay. They're bankrupting countries left, right and center over and over again. They're always plundering you and taking the wealth away. And they won't change it because they own the system. They want to do it again and again and again. That's why they won't change it. And it, they and, and but they still keep the same system in for you. Just keep work hard, and one day you'll be okay. Doesn't happen, and more so today than ever before. As I say, a brief period in the U.S. and probably the only in the U.S. between 1945 and 1970, mid 70s or so, they took it away through their agreements, trade agreements, and and. Um, sp- uh, special nation status stuff and so on, they didn't have to pay taxes. Remember too, when I, through all these free trade agreements, uh, all the export or import taxes that countries used to live on at one time, even before an income tax, that paid for everything. You do it eh, with all all the import duties coming into your country to be sold. And they're going to make up a difference somewhere. Guess where it comes from? All of you, the taxpayer. So we're left with uh, little a rats in a cage, and here we are waiting for the media to tell us what's going on. The media is not an investigative media anymore. They used to lead the charge at one time, occasionally, once in a while, you'd have an occasional newspaper trying to lead the charge on something. It doesn't happen today, though, to, to demand to know, uh, the public's right to know, what secret agreements have been made because they should not be secret in the first place. Things like that Doesn't happen now In fact they don't even send reporters out and things anymore Most papers They look at Reuters And and AP And that's about it They all copy the same stuff To make sure that all Indoctrination Fantasy Called media Is standardized So across the world We're getting the same nonsense At the same time And we think we're well informed Double think eh? Oh, it's secret, but we're well informed. It's going to affect our lives, but we're well informed. <laughs> but we don't know why it's going to affect our lives, because it won't tell us. Here's an article here. Technology money policies must line up to fulfill the G7 vision of shift away from fossil fuels. Now, I've mentioned before, the TPP, transparency Partnership, uh, is tied in completely and with the G7 and so on. It's all the one group at the top that runs them all, by the way. And... It's tied in with uh, how, how to get everything away from you that you think you own, or your rights even, and so on, and manage people from birth to death. That's, that's so important. Even right down to giving you uh, what you're going to, your role for life, what you're going to work at, and so on. School to work was copied from the Soviet system, and it's implemented in the West now too in some places, and going even further, but this is the next step for it as well. You only not get a choice in what you want to do when you, when, you, when you leave school. You'll be trained simply for one thing. And that'll be it. You won't get any other, any other education at all. No education in logic or anything like that. that it's so important not to give you that. Anyway, it says, uh, when leaders of the group of seven wealthy countries pledged to decarbonize the global economy, They're talking about a shift so dramatic that one analyst described it as a new Apollo mission. Like putting a man on the moon, it would require overcoming major hurdles related to technology and money and the political will, so far in short supply, to make it happen. You're going to pay everything that you've got that's not used for food and rent and taxes and energy taxes, carbon taxes. I kept saying this for, for years. What do you think austerity means that the plan for austerity? It means you won't have anything left over for anything else. It says, despite gains by renewable energy sources in recent years, the world is still hooked fossil fuels, yada, yada, yada. And then they're going to put the heat dripping carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, which plants need to grow and live, and the plants give off oxygen. From the CO, CO2 you know, just Everything is nonsense it's a, it's a con To get total control over the world All of its resources uh, And to get control over every single one of you And your complete and utter trained behaviour That you'll have at the end of it And you training From birth to death Running your life from birth to death That's what it's all about folks Because cons are always used on big scales, massive scales. They've got to be big scales because then folk can't believe that such a big con could exist because they wouldn't pull such a big con. Normal folk couldn't think of that. That's how you, re- you judge your sanity. Well, I couldn't do that. Therefore, they can. Psychopaths do everything like that all the time. They're they, they born conologists, specialists in it, experts in it. Anyway. This is what, uh, what uh, President Barack Obama and other G7 leaders envisioned in Germany on Monday is a world where those emissions would be phased out by the end of the century I guess so that none of us all exist because we can't breathe the stuff out, you see Or if we do, no, we'll, we'll pay for it You'll pay for your, your, your breathing out, for existing It's an existence tax you are going to get So above all that would entail a major shift in how the world produces electricity so you get massive cutbacks and so on About two-thirds of which comes from the burning of fossil fuels Mainly coal and gas Now solar and wind ain't going to give you the kind of power you got now for everyone So there's definitely going to be rationing and so on And even the rationing of it all will be so expensive to, to use any of it That the big countries aren't going to lose anything at all They're going to get more money for producing less, you see That's one article for the people stuck in the laboratory in their little cages saying, what are they doing to us next? What are they going to do? And then the G7 leaders wrap up summit with pledges and warnings and all the rest of it. And uh, again, government only exists because they've always got external threats, so they claim to, you see. In the past, when it was kings and queens, they'd often have agreements between cousins who are often you know, Generally the kings and queens From different countries But they're all cousins And they'd agree uh, If they thought we were getting restless And bitching about getting taxed and so on They'd say well let's, let's have a, a war or, or, or the threat of a war Because the first thing people do in a tribal situation And a nation is a big tribe That's Your instincts are still working as a tribal system Even though what you think is a nation And you turn towards the leaders to save you And protect you What are we going to do? So it keeps government going. Ukraine, Ukraine crisis, global security threats, climate change, and Greek economy dominated a two-day meeting in Bavarian Alps, it says. And, uh, again, they're warning that Russia, oh, it could be war with Russia, or you know, and stuff like that, and going to step up sanctions against Russia. Russia still has signed into the EU agreement. Hasn't withdrawn all from it. And, um, but again, it's, it gets the war drums stirred for the public to be fearful of, you see. you know, During the Cold War, it was a fantastic period for the boys at the top because it justified them taxing the blazes out of people to keep them safe for, for new weapons and missiles and missiles and anti-missile missiles and etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This nonsense that they were on for years, getting money for nothing. It was fantastic for them. A lot of them regret it. You see, but all the research and development and all the rest of it all came at the Cold War. All the stuff that's used to spying you today, which helps the governments have complete control of you, because they know exactly what you're thinking, chatting about, and all the rest of it on a daily basis, all came at the Cold War. Cold War was a complete fake. They always need an enemy. And. Also mentions Harper, the Prime Minister of Canada. It says he met European Council President Donald Tusk and the European Commission President Jean Claude Juncker, where he was expected to push a deal through. He says Harper said nothing about the, the, the trade deal going into the meeting, and did not meet with the travelling uh, Canadian media on the first day of the summit, holding two photo ops and so on. And Canada and the EU have an agreement in principle on a sweeping pact in goods and services But the legal text still needs to be finished so it can be ratified by Canada and the EU as 28 member countries What is Canada used in this context? The folk in Canada don't get a single vote or say in the matter It's secret What's in this agreement is totally secret from Canadians Same in America same everywhere else. And the, and the EU uh, member, the, the Trans Pacific Partnership one, and also the EU one, the Transatlantic Partnership, it's all secret. And so to be kept secret five years after, at least minimum, five years after. That can be renewed for another five years, another five years, as long as they want to. But five years after, it, they, they get it through. And. It says, Canada and the EU have an agreement in principle on the Act and so on, in goods and services, because now we're going to the, good, the services labour market, I should say, not just goods. And it says, ratifying the pact known as CETA, CETA, would be a major political win for Harper with the, the planned October 19 federal election looming. A political win for Harper? From, from whom? The only ones who want it are the big international corporations. They probably don't, don't even know what's happening or what it is. Lots of them don't know it and never heard of it. You see, if you mention it, what, what are you talking about? It's not mentioned in the media yeah, about it. At least the media doesn't make a big deal about it. Heading into a meeting with the, 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 the meeting, so on, Harper said nothing about the pact, but his office said prior to the summit that the Prime Minister would be using all his meetings with European leaders to push for it. And the, the United stance on Russia and all the rest of it. And this other article here, uh, it says here the G7 communique seeks 70% reduction in carbon emissions by 2050, 100% by 2100. And it says, um, browsing the 44 item G7 wish list, right? It says G7 uh, communique is come and go. It's all that much ado, but nothing because nothing is ever done, it says. There are 44 items from the Leader's Declaration uh, for the G7 Summit June 7th to 8th wish list, it says. One, take concrete action to address global warming. Eliminate 40 to 7% of greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. Decarbonization of the global economy over the course of this century. Spend $100 billion a year on low-carbon strategies. It's a great Money for nothing strategy right there for the boys who get in it and get all the grants. Start a carbon early warning system for non-compliance in small islands, developing states, Africa, Asia and Pacific, Latin America and the Caribbean. we've got here is a system of slavery by one system, one group across the entire planet. But that was designed 100 years ago, the Royal Institute of International Affairs, when it was called the Lord Alfred Milner Group in the inner circle. All the free trade, all this stuff, and all these pacts were written up back then. But they do. Their whole agenda. Accelerate access to renewable energy in Africa. Reaffirm ambition to make the Green Climate Fund fully operational in 2015. Now, the Green Climate Fund is your, again, taxation, folks. Phase down hydrofluorocarbons. Uh it says, nine, praise the Hamburger Initiative for sustainable energy security. Sustainable energy, folks. They also want a sustainable society. That's depopulation. That's not in here, but that's apart from other things I've read in other particular articles. Building the COBE-3R Action Plan for Resource Efficiency, Protect the Marine Environment in Conjunction with International Seabed Authority. Imagine the cost <laughs> You're as well as giving your whole paycheck to government And eventually that will come to that by the way And they'll manage you And give you your ration of food and stuff That will happen I'm not kidding you That's what the planned society is all about Planned and managed society And it goes on and on about the Millennium Development Goals Which is also agenda 21 That goes into its next phase and so on and so on, all the usual stuff, but you th- which you think are left-wing, but actually are totalitarian control mechanisms for those who already own the monetary system. And everything underneath it, which per well everything else is. Now, once in a while, again, they give you a little red herring to follow, and that's that Britain is going to get a vote eventually to pull out of the EU uh, and of course, they're all figured out in advance that it'll never happen because you see, a good proportion of those living in Britain today are not British at all. And they come from a lot of these other countries that are amalgamated across Europe and elsewhere. And elsewhere is the key to it all. Even those from India uh, have relatives all over the EU, and that's how they do business amongst each other. That's how particular groups survive so well. Uh, and do so well they, they can get all the resources amongst each other for uh, and pass it on and much cheaper than anybody else can compete with them so it says, Britain could lose, lose its European Union veto on some issues as compensation for the concessions. Prime Minister David Cameron has demanded a senior German member of the European Parliament has said. Manfred Weber, a Senate right leader, whatever that means, of the largest political grouping in the European Parliament, said Britain could lose its prize veto if it opts out of the commitment to an ever closer union. Now, how close can you get, folks? Does that term ever closer means your nation is gone. They always did, did mean that, ever closer. That's how they used to couch it when they were doing their, oh, it's just trade treaties, that's all, you know. Uh, years ago, before they created the European Union, Parliament or anything like that, and the Prime Ministers were always going off to sing into closer ties. I thought, well, how close can you get here? You're getting strangled already, with a noose around your neck. But, this is the terminal, everything's to con the public, so you'd say, oh, it's just a little trade thing, you know, stuff like that. And here you are, you're now subservient to this monolith, this massive monolith of the EU Parliament. It's a really corrupt system, naturally, because it's out to, you, for the psychopaths who run it. Anyway, it says a recent survey by US think tank, Meanwhile, found that 55% of Britain's support remaining in the EU. Well, that's probably the 55% that weren't born there in the first place. As opposed to 36% who want uh, the UK to leave. Britain's finished anyway. It's finished now. Its culture is gone. God knows what they can really see the culture is now. Uh, all of its moral standing, which gave it a pretty safe society, is finished with the, the gangs and the, and the, the rapists and all the rest of that have come into the country from all over the world. It's finished. Anyway, it says Cameron met with several European leaders, including Weber, last week in a two-day charm offensive on the continent in a bid to gain support for his demands and so on. He wants several concessions from the EU counterparts before the UK holds a popular vote on membership of the EU by the end of 2017 Cameron wants the power to stop unemployed European migrants from claiming benefits in the UK That's about 30 odd year too late A move he hopes will appease hardline Eurosceptics and the Conservative Party and the UK Independence Party PM also wants special protections in EU law for Britain's financial industry who Cameron doesn't want to pull out of it, naturally, because he's been put in by the big boys themselves. They're all put in at the top. every doesn't matter what party the they are, they all belong to the one party at the top. That's why they're put in there at the top. But it appears to be the top of, of their countries. And uh, it's all over. It's finished, you see. Way too late. Everything's, anything they'd promise could be done is way too late anyway. Way too late. It's finished. That was intention, and as he's demanding that and getting cheers from people by demanding things from the EU Parliament, he, he's another uh, article given his doublespeak. David Cameron has given his clearest warning that he will sack any government minister, as one of his politicians, who wants to campaign to quit the European Union, insisting the government will not be neutral once he has struck a deal on a new relationship with the EU. Right. So, uh, these are there's politicians for you. We're getting managed, you understand. He only does what he's told to do by, the, again, the psychologists, behaviorists, and all the big think tanks that are employed by the masters of the world uh, to give out to the people the the, the, the appearance of things, public relations, propaganda. So it is. That's how you manage the people. And, after all, the, the U.S. is... Stance and, and clamoring against Russia about the over the Ukraine and so on. Now Russia's always seen the Ukraine as part of it. its, its basically its own satrapy, if you like, like a satellite of it. It's part of it. That's how they've always seen it. And but here's the West saying, "Oh, you that's terrible what you're doing that Ukraine, blah blah blah." You know, it's all hypocrisy and nonsense. And psychopaths have no. Problem not being reasonable because what they demand is always unreasonable. Here's what the West is up to. I mean, look what they're allowed to happen, for instance, under the EU with Greece and Italy, and even appoint guys to, be, to lead the country. They appoint, see, they've done away with the politicians at the top, which is probably cheaper, but they just simply appoint technocrats now the countries, which is always the thing that the Rolling of International Affairs said they would do when they achieved these big trading groups and owned them across the world. Here's what the U.S. is doing as they do all the grandstanding against Russia and Ukraine. The island of Puerto Rico is caught in an economic crisis. While the rest of the U.S. is seeking economic growth, Puerto Rico is struggling to emerge from nine years of recession. The poor economy has spurred hundreds of thousands to leave the island. The U.S. territory, you see, that's what Russia would call Ukraine, the U.S. territory is more than $72 billion in debt, running low in cash and on the verge of default. It's led many to call it the Greece of the Caribbean. Joseph Rosenblum, who directs municipal credit research and investment firm Alliance Bernstein, laughs when asked about the comparison. It's not long ago that California and its debt problems were being compared to Greece, he says. I guess the comparison is similar in the sense that there was a large amount of debt and there's no clear path to to what the final resolution of their problems are, Rosenblum says. But there are some real differences between the two. It says Michael Lipsky of, of Matlin uh, Paris and Global uh, Advisors, a hedge fund, says the biggest difference is that Puerto Rico is part of the U.S. So here's your thing. They're saying it's part of the U.S. Well, what is it? A satrapy? A satellite? A protectorate? All the fancy names lawyers in the past because some lawyers that work for the psychopaths too A lot of the psychopaths are lawyers too, of course, actually. But, uh, but um, they can call it a satrapy or a satellite or a protectorate. You can call it what they want. they are all down through the ages. That's what they want to do with their whole world. But once they have you under their, their protection or whatever they want to call themselves, you know, uh, then you're not allowed to, to pull out of it. Uh, they can't just go bankrupt even. ...under American law. They can't go bankrupt. It says it's pretty clear the New York Federal Reserve is overseeing the liquidity situation for the island of Puerto Rico. So the private organisation, uh, the Federal Reserve and so on... Uh, ...is overseeing the, the liquidity you know, situation for the island of Puerto Rico. And the fact that it's American laws that we're sitting down at the table and negotiating... The one key difference between Puerto Rico and the rest of the US territories is is the territory. If you're a territory, you're prohibited from using bankruptcy to help restructure debts. That means it has to negotiate with investors. In other words, they have land for debt swaps and and, and all your infrastructure and anything that's on it that they want or they get it all for nothing. They own you. you You've lost your home, folk. All of the folk in Puerto Rico will lose their home, which is their little satrapy, nation, protectorate whatever the legal term they want to use for it is that's reality and this is what you call living in a democracy hmm double think, double think our brainwashing has been awfully, awfully good don't you think? fantastically good hasn't it? they wouldn't live our whole lives with this rubbish getting fed to us and yet, as soon as the election time comes around and the, the national emblems and symbols come out and the terms and phrases are used that have been drummed into you, these guys are they are walking about like gods and you're just bowing down to them, all these psychopaths. It's fantastic, isn't it? Every country is the same. Every darn country is the same. Because you're living in a corrupt, international, psychopathic system. It's simply consolidating its power over the whole planet and standardising it for its own use, not for the people's. We're just like the, the tools that Strauss can ordered, basically. The accoutrements. That's what we are. That's what we are. And you know, they're all the same. They're all the same. It doesn't matter who was in it, it's a psychopathic type. Has this desire for power and money and wealth and status and You get it by any means possible And they, they want to go into politics where you can get in and get up there You see, understand? So they serve the, the high psychopaths That guys who already own the money system That's it, they own it They own the entire monetary system of the planet That's how you get up there as a psychopath That's why they take law to start with. Lawyers' jobs are to reinterpret law for their bosses, which are generally international corporations or wealthy, wealthy clients. That's really what it is, you see. And you're given no choice no matter as people at the bottom. They'll say the nation of so and so has voted to, you don't even get votes to do anything. Or America's on board with, have you been asked about anything? No And even though the TPP Part 1 has been voted down over technicalities to say, it's not what you think it is Here it says here, President Barack Obama is scrambling to persuade almost 100 fellow Democrats to support a landmark trade bill A centrepiece of his second term agenda that most of them sought to block in his weekly radio address, Obama called on Democrats in the House of Representatives to consider their votes, reconsider their votes, which on Friday stalled a sweeping agreement with Pacific Rim nations and came despite earlier appeals from the president. It says, "I urge those members of Congress who voted against the trade adjustment assistance to reconsider it and stand up for American workers." Obama said on Saturday, "Whatever the deal is with other countries, we want a better deal for American workers." In other words, this particular. Trade adjustment assistance is, is the only thing, supposedly, it's been used as a front by the other psychopaths that said no to it. That's all. Uh, so they can, they can get approached by Obama's top boys and so on for, for higher positions in, within the party. Uh, more wealth coming their way through different techniques and so on that are very, very common in their line of work, you might say, if you want to call it work. And that's what they hold out for. And once you get all the promises done, given to them individually, and signed and delivered, then they'll all vote the proper way. The proper way being the way they're told to vote by their boss. See, that's that's all these. That's what politics have always been about. So pretending it's to do with a better deal for American workers, they didn't give a darn about American workers or Canadian workers or anybody else's workers when they signed the big deals for China and, and free trade and all the rest of it too or NAFTA etc. They closed all the factories. They, they didn't give a darn. They knew it was all going to happen. But did not give a damn. Psychopaths can't give a damn. You understand? It's not in their nature. They don't worry. There's nothing that a psychopath can do that keeps them awake at night. By worrying. It doesn't happen to them. And because you're normal, you can't imagine that. That's why it's so unreal to you. And that's why you'll keep voting and voting in the same corrupt system. It's rather sad, isn't it? But that's the way it truly is. It's very, very sad. And that's all the time I have, actually, uh, at the moment Because it's, an hour just flies by And the only reason I'm reading all this rubbish That's fed to us all in the, in the laboratory here The rats in the laboratory, that's where we're dished out to us is, is to explain things to you, how life really is How it really is, folks Then don't blame me for saying how it really is Don't kill the messenger The whole idea is for you Just start working on yourself. You're the only material you can be sure of. Rebuild on it. Rebuild on yourself. Come to understanding. If if nothing else in this life, coming to understanding is a miracle in itself. Breaking through all of this. Of course, if enough folk did break through, something could probably be done down the road. But don't count on it. Because most folk cannot break through. Indoctrination is too perfect today. Scientific indoctrination, they actually call it that. Bertrand Russell said that too. And he helped design the school system along with Dewey and other people to indoctrinate us. Remember too, you can buy the books and discs at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. And remember if you're using the website, again, CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com, you'll see how they order them. You can pay and by PayPal, by check, uh, international money, order, even or even cash. It's up to you. From Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, this good night. May your God or your gods go with you.